Today on CityCast Philly. A tiny home village is expected to come to the city this year. Construction is slated for spring 2023 with hopes to have residents by the summer. I'm speaking with someone who has spent years working on this model as a possible solution to housing insecurity. It's Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Kathy Farrell, you are the board director of Sanctuary Village, which is a nonprofit focused on building a tiny home community in the city for people transitioning out of homelessness. Why tiny homes? Tiny homes, just because when I originally read about this idea, I thought it was so just such a good idea because of the community aspect of it and also because from the information that i got it was cost effective and it was working Um, there are certainly a lot of other ways that you can provide housing for people who need it but i thought this was just such an innovative and compassionate concept that I, i immediately learned more about it talked to people in seattle who were doing this and i just thought What a good idea just for a small number of people to change their lives in this way. So you've worked with the city for several years to acquire this land. Can you tell us a little bit about just what the process was like, just making sure you found the right land to build the tiny home village on? So initially, a group of people came together to try to look into how we could do this in Philadelphia. Um, We talked to several organizations over a kind of a long period of time, a stretch of probably close to two years, um, just to try and find a place to do this. And we were very, uh, I'll put it nicely, we were very naive about how to how to go about doing this. Um, we just found a few places in the city that had a nice big piece of land and talked to them and said, we have this idea, would you like to you know do this with us? Not even knowing initially about all of the things tied up with zoning and building code and, and things like that. So it's really kind of, I guess, a an endearing story in a way. Kathy, tell us about the location of this village. It's in the Holmesburg neighborhood. So first of all, it's a very big site up, up on a hill in the Northeast. And it's, it's very pretty. It's very green. There's a lot of green space. There's a lot of trees. It looks out over Pennypack Park. It is nice for us because there is a building that is already there that will serve as the community space for the residents. Um, the tiny houses don't have plumbing, so the, the people need to be close to the restrooms and the kitchen and the dining room and the laundry facility and all of those things that, um, you know, you need to get by. So um, it's a good place for this because of the buildings that are already there. It's a wonderful place for this because it's just on a beautiful site. There is um, 24-7 security for people to get in and out. It's near public transportation. And we are very, very grateful that the people of Holmesburg uh, support this. Their their RCO voted in favor of doing this, which we needed to get a zoning variance. And we're just really, really um, thrilled and grateful that they're helping us to make this happen. 
Were you met with some resistance? So essentially, resistance may be a little too strong a word, but what, what, what happened with all three of the places where we spoke, um, we were, you know, we negotiated back and forth. We're trying to figure out how we could make it happen. But eventually they came back and said, you know what? We don't think our neighbors are going to want this. So we're, we're, we have to back out. So that's what happened a few times. And then we were wondering, well, I, I've always believed in the concept. I just believe in it. Um, so we were wondering, well, where should we do this? Maybe Philadelphia is kind of a tough place to, to begin um, when the city issued a request for proposal for a tiny house village at the end of 2020. And that's what made it a reality for us to be able to, to do this. Can you describe what one of these homes would look like? We're actually having um, some students at a high school build a little model so that you can take off the roof and see what it's what it's going to be like. But um, they're going to be eight by 12, eight feet by 12 feet with an additional little four foot porch in the front. They will have a, a bed and a chair and a little table and a, and a, like a college dorm sized refrigerator and a little shelf and something to put their clothes in. So it's going to be cozy and there's going to be a heating and air conditioning unit in, in, as part of the structure. So we hope to make them comfortable. We hope to make them unique. If a resident wants to have something specific in, in front of their house or something specific in their window box or maybe even a mural. We would like to make it so that um, the, the individual residents, if they want their house to look a certain way, we want to accommodate that so they can really feel like it's their home. But this is temporary housing or permanent housing? No, this is transitional. We like to say transitional. Temporary sounds, I think, so temporary, but um, we're envisioning that the residents will be in a house for one to two years before they move to permanent housing. The villages where they're doing this in Seattle, which really is our primary model because they have so many of these, people stay for generally less than one year. If people do that with our village, that's great, but we're saying, you know, feel free to stay for one to two years while we help you find that permanent housing. And who's eligible to live in one of these homes? So it's going to be for women. And we're saying it's going to be for older women, which is at least 55 years old. But also if you have um, some kind of health issue, maybe making you a little more vulnerable to the things that are going around right now, COVID, flu, you know, that you would be eligible for the village. So we're saying older women or you know, a little bit younger if you've got some kind of health issue making you a little more vulnerable physically. What types of other services do you provide in this village? So we will provide um, meals and snacks, the laundry facility, the community building um, for people to be able to, to socialize, to sit and have their meals. There will be a case manager coming on site several days a week. So that is really important to the village because that's the person who will help a resident figure out exactly what she needs to get things back on track. So case management really important. Um, we'll provide transportation, either vouchers if they want to take the bus or public transportation, or we're figuring out some other way. We may have a part-time van or something like that. We will uh, help the residents to get whatever physical or mental healing that they need. So help them with any kind of health issues, medical issues they may have. 
How can someone apply to live in one of these tiny homes? So that still has to be worked out. The city is going to have a referral process. Um, so the city is going to facilitate someone being able to sign up to be considered to be a resident. And then we'll have just an initial screening to say, you know, where are you? What do you need? Can we accommodate, you know, exactly what you need right now? And, and then hopefully have room to, to bring people in. But it'll initially start with the city's uh, referral process. Any bumps in the road that you didn't foresee? So every single step of the way. But for me personally, I think it's been the whole experience around getting a zoning variance because, you know, tiny houses with no plumbing was certainly not foreseen in, in anything Philadelphia has ever done before. Uh, you know, we had to go through that that process. I think all the little steps along the way in applying for a zoning variance and then getting it. Um, it was just much more complicated and time consuming than I would have imagined, but we did it. <laughs> Kathy, what impact do you think this tiny home village will have on Philadelphia or even beyond? So my dream is that we are able to change the lives of 28 women. And after those 28 pass through another 28, and then another 28. So is it like thousands of people whose lives were changing? No, but it's enough that I think I'll be happy if we're able to do it. But also there are no tiny house villages like these in this part of the country. So I would like to make this a model for Philadelphia and the surrounding area. There's so much homelessness, there's so much poverty, there's so much need um, that once we get this up and running, I would like to say, come, come see what we're doing, learn from what we've learned, you know, use our, our experience. I would like to make this something that can be used and copied all over the place on this side of the country. Kathy Farrell, Board Director of Sanctuary Village, thank you so much for being on CityCast Philly. Thank you. Thank you very much. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Jim Steaks, the iconic South Street cheesesteak shop, plans to reopen in 2023. According to Philly Voice, the business posted mock-ups of its rebuild on Twitter after it closed due to a fire last summer. The plans do include a rendering of their second story edition. The Philadelphia Streets Department is encouraging residents to recycle their used Christmas trees. Residents can bring in their tree to one of the 13 designated locations or to a sanitation convenience center. You can find a location near you at phila.gov services. The recycling program runs through Saturday, January 14th. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.